Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. You're listening to episode 8-2, and my name is Rob Nichols. And I think I'm still Purnell. Not certain, though. Who is in my house? <laughs> mm-hmm. I just I saw the sign for free cookies and just waltzed in. <laughs> free cookies. That's the only way I can get you to come in here, right? That is true. You know, Sometimes what? free bread. Yeah, well, I can do that. I'm sadly like out of snacks and pretty much anything in the house. Better for my calorie loot. Yeah, just eating everything. As I, I was late getting here because uh, I'm sure late. I was late. I was later than I had to be because I was oh. trying to find that blasted unicorn drink. <laughs> well, that's right. There's like a unicorn Starbucks thing. Yeah, it's like I don't even drink Starbucks for the most part, but I wanted this colorful sour yeah. drink. You're like, I don't like coffee, but I really like novelties. So yes, it's yeah. cool. I do like coffee, but not like crazy <laughs> coffees. But like, yeah, I like novelty. I'm the guy that can give up cookies and sugary cereals and all that stuff. Until blueberry pancake cereal comes out, and then I have to have a box. Oh, man. Oh, we used to get, back in the day, back in the day, meaning like five years ago, um, there was that, was it Eggo waffle cereal? Yes. Oh, my God. See, it's like... <laughs> that was just sugar sugar city. I think that's why a lot of those companies do novelty flavors, yeah. because they're Because like, they're good. Meanwhile, we can't <laughs> even... Like, soda is like... I'm actually glad kind of now. Like, back in the day, I used to get lament over Japan getting all these cool sodas like Cherry Blossom Pepsi and Cucumber Pepsi. And now that I'm giving the stuff up, I'm glad they don't do it because they draw me back in. Like, uh, Mountain Dew did a spiked beverage late recently. Spiked? <laughs> Which is hilarious because you know there's no alcohol in that stuff. They but they it, call it Mountain Dew Spiked. What's it spiked with? Like, weird, like, citrus concoctions. Like, Amphetamines. Like, orange <laughs> orange mojito that's non-alcoholic. Oh, I see. Stuff. It's, uh, that's, that's not good. That's not good for the kids. But that's how they get me back. Did you ever um, Did you ever see that one drink? I think they still sell it at, like, like um, in the uh, organic section at, like, Super G or whatever. But not kombucha. No, that's okay. trash water. Yes, Kombucha's trash water. Sorry if I offend any of our listeners, but it's... It smells like trash. No, it's like it's it's a tea, but it's it comes in like one of those big like cans. It's like a mo- like monster drink sized, but it's supposed to be full of. It's supposed to be like a relaxing beverage that's full. Of, it has like chamomile and like stuff in it. Oh, I like that. And it's and it was, but I sl- I used to see that at the corner store where we used to live uh-huh. in the city, and it was like marketed towards like. It was it was bad. It was really it was like for a relaxed lifestyle, meaning stoners. Which is hilarious because tea, by design, <laughs> is meant to relax. You just go buy, I don't know, chamomile tea. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like herbal tea, definitely, yeah. Yeah, you don't need to buy some crazy concoction in a can to get that kind of action out of it. It's like, I'm going to buy this weird, you know, lab-created tea. <laughs> I don't well... Just- probably illegal in like half the country yeah so i think they got pulled because yeah because they were pretty much promoting to this this beverage to kids that was like hey it's not beer and it's not weed but if you want to do those things like like you know like you see your parents do or someone else does then buy this drink and you can be like them it's like candy cigarettes you know it's the same same idea and for the record i do miss candy cigarettes i don't like (laughs) cigarettes but i loved smoking candy cigarettes i can't explain why oh man i used to love smoking cigarettes 
Anyway, this is not a food podcast. But, <laughs> but but this particular episode could have could be themed around where people might smoke. <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone who has written in suggestions for the show. But for the next few episodes, we're not going to do any of them. <laughs> but no, 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 don't don't let them make you think we're not going to do them at all. We will do them. It's we just, had to can that stuff because some of them were take a little bit more time to do. Take a more more thought. A lot more research, but you also have to factor in the fact that during the period where we weren't getting suggestions, we had to kind of steamroll a bunch of topics down on paper. So we kind of have to run through those as well. Yeah, we got we got a few others. Um, but, but this 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 week we are looking at actually the next few weeks we're going to be looking at club music and <laughs> different styles of club music or what we th- what we want as club music. Yeah, because definitely that last part needs to be added because <laughs> we're probably going to butcher the heck out of this episode alone. Yeah, so I was looking forward. So this episode is dance music. So just da- music to dance to that you will go to a club and dance to it. So if it's going to be like a Latin club or like a rave or just some kind of rock club, that c- club music. Or, because <laughs> my first track is going to do this. Or something that Purnell wants to dance to. That I would dance to wholeheartedly yeah. were it to be in existence in a club. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick with what I got. All right. I'm going to start the show with the bonus stage music from Cool Spot for hey. the Sega Genesis, composed by Tommy Tallarico. I can't, I can't say his name normally. I have to go, Tommy Tallarico. Gotta have that, that <laughs> slash of boisterism in there, huh? Tallarico. And um, yeah, so this is straight up like dance 90s rave style. So enjoy music from Cool Spot. this tune so this is actually um it's actually called the it's the rave tune it, no it's called the rave dance tune and it's the bonus stage music from the game cool spot for the sega genesis composed by tommy tallarico and yeah this to me it sounds like jock jams 
Like, you know, like, uh, you hear this at, like, uh, at a sports, a sporting event, you see, like, a basketball game, like, all the players come out, they get all, get all excited. I'm just, like, the fact that it's, like, I'm thinking about the actual album called Jock Jams Volume 1. <laughs> this could be an actual commercial for it, like, featuring well, such no, tracks. No, it was. It was, like, now that's what I call music. It was, like, Jock Jams. And it was, like, uh, like, uh, uh Sandstorm by Darude. Wait, this was real? Yeah. That... Oh my god! So, so I grew up in a sports house, you know, a sports household where everyone watched games, and so I was, you know, I was brought up on that stuff. So I just think now I'm just picturing like this sporting event house, like we need a soundtrack to this football game, you know, like um, Sp- the Jock Jam, Space Jam, and that kind of stuff, like that kind of feeling. <laughs> Shut up in jail. But for for Cool Spot, like this is really like intense music. Good, it's fitting too because if I remember correctly, it was the bonus round was one of those timed rooms. You're inside of a soda can <laughs> and you're bouncing off of air bubbles that pop, and you're trying to collect all of the red spots in oh, the cool. can before the time's up. So it gets pretty frustrating when you're. I remember being a kid and, and seeing this game, like renting it and being seeing it at the store and be like, oh man, there's a game with a 7 up thing on it, and then playing it and, and being blown away. Like, this is actually good. Like this is this well, I, I haven't played it since, but is this this is definitely awesome. Like, Did he have a projectile that he that he used to He threw soda bubbles. Oh, that's right. So yeah, so this was and a he lot. Could stomp. So it's not like Pulse Man, like he kinda of moved around like that. You could stomp people too. I remember he, Oh he couldn't stop, never mind. Anyway, it, it looked really cool. So great animation, really awesome music. Tommy Tallarico, um, and the Sega Genesis hardware. Good stuff. And this game also is like, I feel like the it got released on Super Nintendo and the Genesis, but this mm. game to me was a prime example of telling the difference between how like how the system sounded sound-wise because I've listened to the SNES soundtrack before. It's the same tunes, yeah. but it doesn't compare. <laughs> like it's just not nearly as good. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Um, it's, you know, sometimes I like the Super Nintendo versions of the songs better. Maybe it was just composed first in one place and then ported to another location. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the majority of the time when it comes down to, like, tracks between two systems, I think I usually end up walking away with the Genesis as the preferred. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm, now I'm going to sit down and actually do, like, a full-on comparison, yeah. but the last couple of times this has come up on huh. the show, I've always preferred the Genesis. Like, remember it came up with Sparkster, and I was like, no, oh, Genesis version is the one. The SNES one is just not happening. And I've had people go for my throat, and I said, hey, not on my watch, buddy, but that's what <laughs> um, Just how it goes. I don't know. Well, this is my only Genesis track today, but I do have a couple other old-school tracks. So what, what's your first pick? Well, I'm having a real tough time of it because I <laughs> want to pick an unorthodox one. Having a crisis of confidence over there? Yes, I am. Okay. So I'm thinking about odd track or seemingly makes sense to be on the episode track. Just, just give me one. Help me out, dude. Do, do, struggling. Do what's in your heart, Pernell. My do heart, what? my heart is conformity. <laughs> well, I've been playing, playing Persona Five lately, though. but then again, no, I haven't picked. I haven't featured any tracks Look, from this game on the show. What you don't pick, we can have at the end. That is true. So there you go. So I'll go with this then, because also I haven't picked a track from this game yet on the show. Oh, cool. So we got we got a newbie, newcomer, yes. new challenger, new challenge. Um, this track is from the game Crypt of the Necro Dancer. And the tune is called Disco Descent, and it's composed by a great U.S. composer by the name of Danny Baranowski. I love the guy. He does excellent work.
That was Disco Descent from the game Crypt of the Necrodancer, composed by Danny Baranowski. This is going to be one of those episodes where I find myself picking tracks that are danceable to me, just for being in various styles. That's a dance track. It's like a, like a dark wave dance track. See, this is rhythm, sir, <laughs> because he, he's all like dark wave and oh, like new age transmo hipster. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I don't know after these genres. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of dark. Like, I'm imagining like, like goth kind of raver style. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's cool. This is a really, I love the guitar, like the rhythm guitar in the background. That's kind of driving the whole track. It's super, super fun. Yes. I got to play this game. I, I've been keep, I keep seeing it and I just have never picked it up yet. It's a perfect, you like, you're a big fan of that one game you've been playing recently, the, the Gungeon, Enter yes. the Gungeon. Oh my God. Is This is similarly pick up and play as Enter the Gungeon is. Like the dungeons are tough, but if you, you can get through a, a zone within like 20 minutes so if you can survive it mainly, but <laughs> is it like you play through and then you can kind of come back to it later, like with your progress and everything, or is it or is it like that roguelike style where it's, you got to start from the beginning every time? Roguelike style, start from the beginning, and each each zone is like three, two or three floors in the boss, hmm. and after you beat the floor, you unlock, you get back to the surface, you unlock the next zone, and you can go down that one and do it again. But the fun is in the fact that oh, there's a lot of random items that pop up. The, there's like a variety of bosses per zone so it's not like you've beaten the boss once there's no reason to go back so it's a lot of fun and it's it's built in a way where you want to keep playing it because the music is just so good with multiple composers I'm almost positive there's going to be new composers that show up on the show later from the same game actually oh really really oh yeah, right. I, so it's not all Danny Baranofsky oh no okay. in fact that's part of the appeal Um, when the game got released to different systems some of the draw to getting the game again is like, well, now we put three more composers in the game, so you can choose who does the OST for your playthrough. Oh, that's awesome! I like that idea. It's really clever, and the music is just fantastic. And you can play. Can you play with the dance pad, like just the dance pad, or do you have to like how hold the pad and do the dance pad? I don't know if it's designed that way, but I do know I had a buddy who had a DDR machine, and he hooked up a main key. And I mean, he hooked up a PC to it, and he had. Crypt of the Necro Dancer running off of his dance pad, and I played it there once. It was tough. But did you just, just use your feet? Use my feet. Just walk around with my feet like, dude, dude, dude. That's doo, awesome. Doo. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But again, it made the game really hard. <laughs> and you want to talk about needing the bar. You need the bar for that. Because keeping your balance, you were like, I want to go up, then left, and down. Like, <laughs> no. Oh, man. But such a good time. Yeah, I want to try that now. Yeah, really, really good pick. Strong, strong pick. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I feel like we're having a dance fight. All right, hey, let's, you want, let's go with it then. All right, yeah, okay, so this next one then. Show it's, me your moves. It's going to be a sucker punch. I'm picking from... <laughs> Show me your moves. Top that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Um, this is from Jet Set Radio for the Dreamcast. Already, already thrown in the gauntlet. Yeah. This is called Electric Toothbrush from the artist Toronto. Real composer name is Tomonori Sawada. Mm. Uh, classic Sega composer. So this is definitely on the more of all the all the music in that game. This is definitely the more club style, like club dance style. So this is Electric Toothbrush.
Oh yeah, you're listening to Electric Toothbrush from the game Jet Set Radio for the Sega Dreamcast, composed by Tomonori Sawada, credited as Toronto. And so this this is all about like 90s, you know, big wide leg Jenko jeans and, and, and rollerblades. I don't know if that combination works so well. That sounds like a hospital <laughs> visit waiting to happen. Um, I, I think anything where I would be on rollerblades, I would just a hospital visit. <laughs> well, in that case, I guess you figure if that's going to happen, just wear the Jenkos. You can blame the pants. Yeah, and I'll just look good doing it. That is true. Nobody looks bad wearing Jenkos. Or who knows? Maybe you'll start to fall and the pants will keep you from will slow your descent. I don't know. Do you think that was like just one of those weird, like uh, just one of those weird fashion things that just came out of the 90s? Or do you think it was really like people were trying to emulate Japanese like kendo pants? I don't think, I mean, it'd be cool if that was the inspiration, but I can't picture some guy in Los Angeles like sitting in a studio like, you know, it'd be awesome if I could dress like I'm preparing for a sword fight, <laughs> but also hitting the club or hitting the skateboard. I don't know. It's like It just not, it doesn't go to swing with me, but the funny thing is I think Jankos came back. What? I mean, I'm not sure if they went came like full steam ahead, mind you. Do I throw away all my skinny jeans? If you want, or I'm just like, or cut them out. Just, <laughs> I'm like, finally, like a pant leg that works for me. And I was like, no, we're going back to wide leg. I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> oh, just do what you want. Honestly, I still have shirts and pants from like freaking 2002. I don't know. Yeah, as long as I can fit them, I'm wearing them. And when style comes around, I'm trying to make a change out of it. Well, I'll pay somebody or beg a good friend who knows fashion to get clothes for me because I am not fashion savvy. Man, this game is all about style. Like, the fashion in this game is, is bizarre. I, I loved it. I, who I was loved... your favorite character? Oh, um, the girl in the green. Gum? Gum. Yeah, I love gum. You love the, the goth girl. Dang right, man. Cube was awesome. <laughs> Cube, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the girl in the green. She was awesome. Like, she had the cool, like, helmet and everything. Yeah, gum was cool. I, I, I'm not knocking oh, wait, gum. Oh, no, wait, no. No, I'm, I'm wrong. Because I'm remember, I'm remembering now. I, I liked her; she was cool. I'm remembering now who I played every time I played the game, and that was the dude with the giant yen symbol around his neck. Wait a minute, the combo? The, the guy with the with the um, with the beatbox? I think that was combo. I want to say that's his or name. Or the boombox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just carried the boombox with him. So I thought it was so cool that like everyone else was like pumping their arms and like spray painting, and he never dropped the boombox. It's just it. It was so cool. To it kind of goes to show you that by virtue of that alone, he's probably the most skilled skater in the group. <laughs> yeah, probably. But he was he was a little bit slower. But like I just thought he was so neat. Like, well, he had to be. He had to maintain that balance. The music was playing. So he, what was Cube in the Japanese version, or was she only introduced in the American version? She was in the Japanese was one she? too. Because back when I first played the game, it was back when uh, Dreamcast was easy to burn for. Yeah. And I was anxious to play the Japanese release when it came out. So I burned a copy of that and was playing through Jet, grind, jet Set Radio jet set before radio, we right. grind over yeah, here. Yeah, I heard about cell shading at this time. I think that, I think this was the first game to use cell shading. It pioneered it. Um, yeah, with, with for for 3D and when I heard about that I thought that was just the coolest thing ever and and you know what? I was right it still is yeah it was and I still I'm, if I see something that's cell shaded I get real excited yeah, this <laughs> game was a complete gem like I, I burned the Japanese one and then bought it when it came to the states oh good, good. and it was I didn't regret it like and yeah. then of course the US got the freaking grind square stage too and oh, unfortunately so we hard. also got Dragula yeah we got <laughs> we the, done without but we got Jurassic 5 <laughs> Dig through the ditches and burn off your britches because Dragula's coming. <laughs> but we got Jurassic 5, and so that's not a problem. So when this came out, I was working at um, an electronics boutique, 
and we had like a demo disc of like music videos and stuff and, and one of them was Jurassic 5 because they were featured in the game and so we would just put it on loop all day long nice I'm like that was from a game it's fine <laughs> it was great and alas there wasn't a single guitar Vader track on your disc was there no sir because we're Americans and we don't get that doesn't make sense to me we lose out on that big time <laughs> super brothers Super Brothers were great. So yeah, then this this is not exactly the most memorable of the tracks in the game. When the game had a lot of really memorable music, just as memorable I think as the characters in the gameplay. But um, what is your next track to go up against my Super Nineties rave track? Well, I'm going to go with a track that I would have always loved to dance to, but I sure as heck didn't have the cojones, huh. the speed, or the talent to do so. <laughs> and that is the speed. How's that going to be? Oh, you know what it's going to be. It is from the game Final Fantasy VI. Oh. And the track is called Johnny C. Bad. And it's <laughs> composed by the legend that is Nobuo Uematsu. You know that new sound you're looking for? What? Well, listen to this. (laughs) I really could see that. Yeah, totally. Welcome back. You just got down with your bad self to Johnny Seabad, composed by the man myth legend Nobuo Uematsu. This track, to me, when this topic came up, once I got past the idea of dance like typical like club ravey dances right, like right, yeah. danceable music this one immediately popped up because this could I can easily see this being played at a sock hop or a swing dance people getting thrown between their legs and tossed up in the air and <laughs> spun around yeah 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 like 60s style oh yeah and this is one of those tracks I feel like is underappreciated in the FF6 you know OST um, catalog because I never hear anyone ever mention it. Well, it's very unique to the to the game. I mean, it's very. I mean, it's got. It sounds like totally different. It's so good. Like the main place I remember hearing it get played at is the Coliseum. I'm not sure where else it even plays in the game. I know it does get played in other places, but the Coliseum is what stands out. Um, but 
I thought I had it written down, but I don't. But yeah, Coliseum is the only one I remember. It's just so freaking This is cool. so much fun. So yeah, it's got the fun, swingy snare drum hitting around. And that I love that part. It's played with a piano instrument, but you know they're going for the guitar. And it makes me kind of funny, too, because like, I only learned recently that SSH did a cover to this track. Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's already, it's, I got to finish hearing it, but it sounds so good. I was wondering literally how would SSH work with this tune, given their style of music, and they took it to strange and new places. <laughs> it was a great track. Um, but this definitely does bring about the interesting question, like what would you say is your favorite style of dance? Oh, um, well, I would say probably my, wait, 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 dance or dance music? Dance. Oh, dance. Wow, I don't know. Um, I like watching people break dance. No, I like people who play pop lock break dance, like where it looks like their body's moving in different directions, but I can't do that. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, but I like watching that kind of stuff. What about you? Hey, trust me, I'm in the same boat, man. I was, I was raised on the two-step, and that <laughs> hasn't really changed much unless I'm drunk at a wedding. The two-step is classic, though. Remember that night we went to salsa dancing? I do remember that. That was awkward. Oh, that was a blast, though. Once I got <laughs> past, like, I was so, once I got past the idea of actually being able to meet a woman there and just wanted to start enjoying the event. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was just, just trying to, just, just trying to, to do it. You know, everyone's trying to figure it out. And I nailed it. Like, by the end, I was like, I had, like, multiple partners. Like, come on, dance. Like, twirl. <laughs> yeah, pull it was you fun. in. Like, I, I, was, couldn't, I couldn't keep up. I, I love to dance. Like, that's not even a secret. I love dancing. It usually takes alcohol for me to loosen up and not be embarrassed well, yeah, by it. Helps, helps a little bit. But I love dancing, and I would say, quite frankly, that my favorite style of dance would have to be swing, um, mm. or cause like again, like I like the I like the style. I like the wild energy that comes out of swing dancing and the amount of coordination that has to be had between the two partners. Mm. Like it's not just hey, I'll lead and you follow. It's I'm going to lead, but some of the stuff you have to do yeah. if I we go this route. Good luck. <laughs> it's insane. And a lot of trust comes in with it, too. True, totally. There's a lot of um, throwing. Oh, yeah. Toss up <laughs> in the air, throwing. get caught, and you it. It's just crazy. It's like, good. I can't even de- describe. You know, I, 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 I'm I, surprised and not surprised at the same time. that like That's like one of your favorites, because when we play music in this style, you get super excited. Oh, yeah, man. I get into it. Like I want to move. And uh, even at like when I do the wedding stuff, like it usually gets, it starts with me doing the two step. And then right. the more involved I get and the less concerned with others I get, the more wild I start to get. Crashing <laughs> about the floor. It's a blast. I know. I love going to weddings with you. Oh, yes. Break it off. It's a chance to like be completely silly. Actually, I love dancing at weddings. Our friend Chris Smith, I don't know if he listens to the show, but we flew out to Ohio. You didn't. I wasn't there for that. Yeah, yeah. That was a different time. But, um, yeah, so we didn't know anybody there. We were the only people from, from Delaware, aside from just his parents, um, in Ohio. And so I must have danced for like four or five hours, like just nonstop. And there was no one else dancing. Yeah, that's Because that it was kind of a stuffy crowd. And uh, me and the DJ, we had a, I was like, come on, don't stop. It always messes with me too. Like I'll go to these things and the price is stock. We're going to rave about dance all day. No, it's fun. Yeah, but yeah. like uh, I would go to these weddings and it always drives me nuts to see, like, usually I'm like the spouse or the girlfriend with the uh, with the couples will want to dance. Like, come on, let's go dance. And the guy's are like, no, nah, I don't want to. It throws oh, I know. Me it's funny. such a cliche. It's such a cliche. But it messes with me because to me, I feel like almost the only reason I wouldn't want to dance in general is if I don't want to embarrass 
myself in front of eligible women. But if I'm already with the woman who wants to dance, you can't <laughs> yeah. screw it up. Like I think, I think it's a macho thing, and that some people are just embarrassed by creative displays of their emotions. Man, they're lost, man. Cause I'm throwing totally their loss. Like, let's get down to business. More dance floor for you and me, Bruno. Damn straight. Why you've never asked me to dance, I'll never know. Because you can't keep up. Hi-oh! I'd pass out. That's so bad. All right, so the next track. Um, so the next track is more of, uh, again, 90s style, but like I was thinking more like Eurobeat, like Japanese Eurobeat. Or not Japanese Eurobeat, but you know what I mean? Like the kind of fast synthy style. This is Circuit Theme A from the game Top Gear for hey. the Super Nintendo. This is one of my favorite soundtracks. Um, I think, actually, it was my cousin Mike. Uh, Mike, if you're listening to the show, thank you who recommended Top Gear, because he, he loves racing games. And this is composed by Barry Leitch.
This is Circuit Theme A from the game Top Gear for the Super Nintendo, composed by Barry Leitch. This this is such a track. I love it. This just gets me so like pumped up. Like this is great driving music. I think this is great dance music. Yeah, this is awesome. Like I, for a second, I thought Rob had picked this on the previous episode because I haven't played Top Gear since like 1992 or 93 at the latest. And this track immediately came back to mind. I started singing <laughs> along with it. Oh, it's so iconic. It's really catchy. Super catchy. As far as repetitive as it is, it's still, like, interesting, like, melodically interesting, I think. Some of the best tracks are the most repetitive. The ones that, like, even though you've heard it five times over in 30 seconds, you want it to keep going. Like, I'm fine with another 10 minutes of this. It's got some really, like, those arpeggios in the background. Are, they sound so clear for on being on the Super Nintendo. Because a lot of times the, the sounds that were sampled on the Super Nintendo were, were so compressed that you lose a lot of that, that higher range. But on this, it's like, it's so it's so clear sounding, or at just, least it's just manipulated really well. Just had a, a, a topic idea just came to mind. It uh, feels like... It feels like Super Nintendo games with great high frequency range. Yeah! <laughs> Ooh, dig yeah. that high... Dig those cymbals. Ooh, look at that hi-hat. Mm. Nah, man, driving mix speed. speed. Summer's coming, man. People are going to want to have music they can drive ah, to. Racing, racing part two. Well, not so much racing, though you could totally do it if you want oh, to but race. Like dry, oh, but like driving Just, sections in games that are not racing games. That could work, too. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, for example, this... I could see this being a track I'd want to play on 95 with the tail with the sunroof open. Okay, so specific, specifically driving music. Yeah, like music you want to drive, just like do 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 like the speed lines can be going by, or, or heck, just I know classic cruises. Just music that you actually do play while you drive. Right? Yeah! I know. <laughs> driving tune, you know. But this episode, when that episode is done, you can take the music off the episode and drop it on a disc and play it in your car. Done yeah. deal. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we could probably take all these songs, like mix them together, and like one one awesome DJ mix. That would be slick. Yeah. Uh, uh, Johnny C. Johnny Johnny C. Good. Johnny C. Bad. Johnny C. Bad. Right. I got them. <laughs> I was like Johnny B. Bud. <laughs> Listen to this, indeed. Johnny Q. Wood. Johnny Johnny Q. Public. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, this is a great, great tune. So what is your final track? Um, I think I'm going a little unorthodox on this again, but I let Rob preview here earlier, and he was like, yeah, that totally would work, but you guys can be the judge of that. All I know <laughs> this is my favorite track in the game in question, so let's just go with it. Okay. The game is Streets of Rage 3. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I told I told you. The I, year I told you. You is 1994. To, you have to play this track. <laughs> and it's Play It I Shall. So let's hit a, give a big round of applause or just stare at your iPods to The Poets <laughs> 2 by... Another legend in the business, Yuzo Koshiro.
Oh my god, I can't stop dancing to this. This is The Poets 2 from the game Streets of Rage 3, composed by Yuzo Koshiro and apparently another person. Oh yeah, so the um, on Streets of Rage 2 and Streets of Rage 3, uh, Yuzo Koshiro was joined by Motohiro Kawashima. Poor guy, he clearly had a heavy influence <laughs> along with Yuzo, but no one never talks about it. Like, I didn't even know that till today. Well, I, think, I think this stuff is really primarily uh, Yuzo Koshiro, but man... There is, I, I can't think of another Genesis title that sounds like this. This sounds so different. Well, yeah, like it, to me, like the fondness of the series wise, everyone talks up Streets of Rage 2 as being the best in the series. That's very good. And I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. That's, that's the one I played. Opinion. That's the one I played the most, I think. Yeah, I think most people, to be honest no. with you, did. But to me, Streets of Rage 3 was the most well polished, it had the most. Everything was just so different about it compared to the previous games, and the music especially was just bizarre in comparison to the second and first game. Yes, it re- really, really was. The um, so Yuzo Koshiro was really inspired by music. He was the club music that he was hearing, so, and that's what he wanted to translate into the game. So he was sampling like 808s and like all the drum machines and stuff to get that really deep bass sound, and it was so successful on the Genesis hardware because it was he was able to get the sampling right. And he was able to use the, um, uh, the synthesizer to get that really deep bass sound. That is freaking cool. Like I, I just, I'm just amazed by this. Like the fact that he could go from Streets of Rage 2's composition oh, to yeah. this, which is just so. Like this is my favorite track of the game. Yeah, it's very, it, and it's it's all over the place. Like I don't even know how to explain it. Like I couldn't tell you why I like it. I just yeah, it's, do. It's really, really different. There's actually a track in, in, in here that's like, it's a Shinobi track. It's from like Shinobi 3, but it's played backwards. Really? I can't remember what it was called. Was it? That might be from the first, second game, but I know it was a track like Dub Slash. Maybe that's it. No, it's, 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 it's crazy. I, I don't know. But so uh, Yuzo Kashira also came up with like another like programming method of like randomly generating like beats and notes and he would incorporate that into his compositions to make like completely different experimental music and then for like a mainstream video game like that's so cool i would have to say so and i used to always tell people back in the day that which is kind of convenient for this episode that i think that yuzo koshiro's streets of race tracks would be able to be fit perfectly into a dance club at night and no one would know the difference. They would just start grooving to it. Like, I don't oh. know who this weird new guy is, completely, but... Completely, completely. Especially, like, the way it sounds. Like, the way the way it sounds coming out of the Genesis, it still sounds like you could really hear it somewhere. Especially yeah. this. The sound, actually, it, like, the, it's almost like a sound effect that sounds like it's playing in a club. Like, like really heavy speakers are rumbling. Mm. See, oh, that's we, so cool. Maybe I could drive to this. I don't know. Such a good track. And also, it's just that, that element. Like, I just pictured using this, like, the first level... Last stage is where this track first plays at, and it's just this grimy back alley, and you're <laughs> brawling against you know the typical guys that you fight, you know the new types. And every time you took a guy and you slammed him into the ground, the actual environment would like shake to it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So it it just had it was just done so freaking well. Like the music went well with the environment. And the down and dirty combat that you experienced, everything just took place in such a way that it made this track iconic yeah. and perfect. This is definitely one of the, the greats of the 16-bit generation. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a good segue. We can turn this track down for now. Time for the bonus round. Bonus round. Read by Rhythm and Pixels. The fucking Rhythm coming <laughs> at ya! That's funny because you have like a... 
you're drinking your uh, your tea over there, and you put your tea down, and you do like a little NPR voice. Yes. <laughs> so the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on the theme for the show. And of course, I found actually I've, I've, a while ago um, an artist named Donny or Doni, a D O N I, released an album called The Streets, which is all just remixes from Streets of Rage. Hey. Which I was like super excited about. So this is Go Straight, and I think it's from Streets of Rage 2 by Donnie. Enjoy. Go Straight by Donnie. 
from his album The Streets, which was just released on Game Chops. It's such a it's a really really strong album. Like they're all like he had a um he had another album released called Button Mashers, and it was all like kind of synthwave, slower like kind of '90s '80s style. And so it's really cool that he just kind of translated that to just Streets of Rage, and it made me really happy when it came out. I just keep hearing you say his name, and my mind goes right to don't do what Donnie, Donnie don't don't. does. <laughs> don't rock like Donnie don't does. <laughs> so what, what, what track did you find for the bonus round? Well, surprisingly, I was challenged with this. I don't know why. I'm almost ashamed to admit it. Well, you probably wanted something special. This is true. This is very true. And I did come across what I believe to be a good track. Um, we might have to revisit this topic at a later date so I can go full metal on this. <laughs> but I like what I got nonetheless. This is a good tune, and I am happy to have come across it. It's funny because I was like, what game would definitely have awesome dance remixes? No questions asked. Sonic, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic music is almost tailor-made for dance remixes. Mm, totally. And in this particular regard, I came across one for Hydrosity Zone Act 2, Dance Remix, composed by a composer that goes by the name Gemin J. And I hope you guys jam out to Gemin's jams as much <laughs> as I jammed out to Gemin's jams with juice. In the hood. In the hood. <laughs> <laughs> If you didn't dance to that, you're, I don't know what you are, but it's not a human. This is awesome, awesome stuff. And just imagine, 
<laughs> I want to do a redo of this to come up with something different. If I'm saying that about a track this freaking awesome, just imagine what I'm going to come up with next time. This was this was that was a, that was one of my that was one of the better Sonic remixes I think I've heard in a long time. Likewise, yeah. man. Like I, I've already heard it before, and when it was playing here, I started dancing to it. Like really getting damn. Mm. It yeah. was this is juicy. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting like real energized from this music. So thank you, Gem and Jay. That was really awesome. Um, real name is real name. His his real name is Jarko Repos Reposoma. I. I'm butchering your name, I am sure. For more information on the artists on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. You just dance your words clear out. Yeah, just, <laughs> just all over the place. We'll have links to their bios and everywhere else you can get their music and support the artists. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on episode 8-2, Club Music Part 1. <laughs> More numbers. Now, this is our dance music episode. Yes. So this is a good dancey track. Yes, it is. This track, I had to, I was, I was talking to Rob, I was like, we have to put this in if you're willing to, because this track, I used to do a, a RPG group, um, Facebook, not Facebook, but RPG group panel at um, anime conventions, and we had a Name That Tune segment. And one particular I, I, I year, that. that's cool. It, and this track came up one year, yeah. and we all agreed that when this track played, we'd all start dancing to it. And then when it actually happened, everyone got up and did their thing, but I got a little too into it. So I was just like, doing, <laughs> like the pelvic thrust and the spins, like, did, did, did. it was such a good time. And to me, this track is infinitely danceable. Like, it's just. It's gold. It's got that fun kind of octave bass going. So that's kind of dancing. It's so awesome. I always like the end of this song where it goes. Oh, here it goes. That's my favorite part. So, so definitely check out next week's episode eight three. We're looking at lounge music. So this is the the chill out. Not the chill music, but like lounge. Lay back and lay just back. let the music flow through you. Yeah, yeah. Like you've, you're, you're danced out and you've gone into like a different room in the club and it's just relaxing. Swishing your your, your whiskey glass and yeah. you're just having a nice conversation about, I don't know, favorite cartoon characters or something. <laughs> whatever they do in the lounge. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever you do in the lounge. That's the next episode. So, prepare yourself. Prepare. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you'd like for more information about the show, go to the website, rhythmandpixels.com. And if you'd like to get in contact with us, if you have any suggestions for episodes, or if you just want to say hello, send us an email, rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Write us in. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you want to check us out on social media, you can go to Facebook, you can go to Instagram, YouTube. And even our Twitch channel, um, it's all at Rhythm and Pixels, which is all one word, um, except for our Twitter, which is at Rhythm underscore N underscore Pixels, and that's that's our uh, little handle there. But yeah, just type type us in the type us in Google. We'll come up everywhere. And um, yeah, I'm glad you um, 
spent some time with us today, and we had a good time listening to some fun dance music. Oh, yeah. I'm getting pumped up now. It's too late for this time. The energy be flowing through me, but look at us. Well, I had the, I had the decaf tea. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Pernell likes the caffeinated tea. That he does. I got breast Persona 5 energy tonight, so I'm oh, not my complaining. God. <laughs> but um, definitely hit us up with more topic ideas if you got them, because, yeah, like we said, we got a bit before we get to the suggestions, but we always need more. We're going to be doing this for the long haul, and topics can come hard to find when you're up to, like, your 80th episode or whatever. Yeah, we're te- te- definitely getting up there. Um, but yeah, and, and um, what would really help us help the show anyway is if you go to if you're listening to iTunes, go to iTunes. If you rate and review the show, that's always helpful. Um, same thing on Stitcher, and check out our Patreon page, Patreon.com/RhythmAndPixels. Um, if you feel generous, you can donate there, or not. It's not a big deal. We'll keep producing the show. And don't forget, don't forget, we're hoping to do a potential fan episode, fan track. So by all means, dump some awesome tracks that you love into the inbox into the facebook the twitter wherever you want to send them because we get enough mm. it could be an awesome little fun thing where we like it could even have like a little bit of a fan battle like i think jim case that is a great idea a fan battle where we like <laughs> we have like our listeners we put the listeners against each other yes yes violence Musical violence. <laughs> Musical. Beat to the beat. <laughs> Finally, we're on the same page, Bruno. <laughs> it only took so many episodes. Hey. But now we're dancing. Dance music brings good folks <laughs> together. And it's not just that conga line. Well, well the conga line is always important. Don't disparage <laughs> the conga line. It's, no, no. It's a big deal. I'll never badmouth the conga line. Don't you do it. <laughs> so, um, thank you for listening to our show, The Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast my name is rob nichols and i'm pernell thank you and have an excellent week and remember this is a short one freaking dance man just just dance don't cheat yourself out of the ability it means to dance if you got a partner all the more reason get off your butt shake your tailbone because you will feel so great about it dancing is awesome and more people need to do it i got i got some <gasps> <laughs> what? What? I don't know what to do with it. I, I got nothing, folks. I got. I got nothing. <laughs> River <laughs> air horn. <laughs> Always air horn. Air horn time. Air, air horn means dance. That, that's why the DJs use the air horn. It means it's, it means it's dance time. Is that really what they do? No, I don't know. Stop doing that! It's just nice It's nice having loud noises. It's like a whistle. That is true. Yeah, it's like... Or, or the kazoo. You know the rave kazoo? No. Yeah, there's not such thing. Stop it! <laughs> I am, you know I'm gullible. I'm a very gullible person.